Hello, welcome back to another episode of Victory Drive. Um, today, we've got a special guest on here. It's uh, named. They might sound a little familiar. It's Jordan Johnson. Um, not familiar because we've done anything with him before, but same last name as myself because he's my brother from the same mother. The same mother. The same mother, <laughs> dude. Well, <laughs> I mean, the same cavity. If anybody has listened to our, I'm talking like old stuff. Old stuff. Pre this. Pre this. They yeah. recognize this beautiful voice. It's sultry, sultry voice. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's start with that. Um, actually, let's start with you. Why don't you tell the people that don't know that sultry voice who you are, where you came from, what you've been doing. All right. Well, this story starts back in 1987. Yes. And we're going to take it from the top. Came out, saw the light, felt the warmth. <laughs> Got the old smack in the bottom. From that day on, led to a very strange kink. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cry? Uh, no, I, well, tears of joy. Nice. Because I enjoy that little pat on the bottom. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Still do. Uh, your, your cry it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't a normal yeah. cry. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> we could get real dirty with that, but... No, I don't know. I don't. I guess um, being the theme of the show is like tactical shit and stuff like that. I guess my time revolving around that kind of started in the army. So I started out in the army national guard as eleven Charlie. So it's a mortarman. Um, did four years with them. Did a deployment to Afghanistan in 2010. Came back, switched to active duty. I mean, if anybody's familiar with your military story, they're probably familiar with this. Same thing. Had to reclass to artillery, unfortunately. Um, did that for four years. Then, yeah. Did not enjoy my time. No, it sucked. Yeah. It wasn't the worst. We had some good people when we were artillery, but, I mean, let's face it. The job itself? Fucking. It's fucking stupid. Gay, dude. There's a lot of fucking. <clears throat> I met some great people. I met a whole lot of fucking very terrible people. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I yeah, don't know. It's just sure. that. I mean, that's kind of the story of, like, the Army in general, though. Like, a lot of places you go, it's the fucking cockroaches survived the the nuclear holocaust, you know? So they, <clears throat> they get promoted, they stay in because they have nothing else going for them. They can't contribute to the economy. And mm-hmm. there's good. also some good people that stay in, but in the uh, 13 CMF, it seems like a lot of them are not the world's greatest soldiers. No, there's a lot of shitbaggery in artillery. As far as it goes with uh, combat arms and stuff, it seems like, especially. Yeah. When you're talking about the combat, combat MOSs, it's like that's probably the furthest away from combat you can get with still having a combat combat MOS. Yep. Which is kind of <clears throat> blue donkeys, but. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, so I, I was stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas. Well, before that, I was stationed in South Korea for a year, well, 13 months. Then stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas in beautiful El Paso. Um, was there for three and a half-ish years, almost four. Mm-hmm. Then got thrown on recruiting. The Army decided I was such a good soldier, I got to get sent on recruiting for three years. So I did that for about three and a half because I ETS, so that means I got out while I was in recruiting. They sent me back home, bought a house back home, got out because my orders, my next orders were to Fort Riley. And I probably would have fucking suck started a shotgun if I got fucking stationary because I heard bad things. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been to a mech unit. I know what unit I was going to. I knew people that were there. 
And they're like, dude, if you have any desire to get out, because my next enlistment would have been indefinite and I would have been locked in for 20. You and me both. Yeah. So I decided I'd, I went to a special force assessment selection and get selected. I was kind of just jaded with the army and burnt out and said, fuck all this shit. Mm. Got out, went to barber school, been a barber since 2020. I'm currently doing it part time. And with the other remaining amount of time, work for a large cellular company that will remain unnamed at the moment because I don't know how big this podcast is going to get. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I do that part time in sales. It's pretty big. It's a big cell company. It's one of the biggest ones, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I do that. And I guess kind of fell in love with uh, firearms and training in the Army. And I really got into it at Fort Bliss. Uh, I had a good friend that was very knowledgeable with guns and shit. And he got me on the right track, I guess you could say, to get away from all the futtery and the yeah. fucking chode. He did a bullshit. lot of building. Like He built a lot of his own ARs and stuff, like pieced them together and did all sorts of shit. Like, he was... He was, I guess, step like, uh, a couple of steps above the armors that we got um, in the army. Like he oh, could yeah. actually, he could do. He, he he knew his shit. Yeah, he's he's a good good dude. Yeah, he could build ARs. I mean, he grew up and you knew his dad too. You met yeah. him, didn't you? Uh, I never met his dad. We bought a gun from him, but yeah, bought a gun from him. <laughs> I never met him. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, his, his dad's allegedly. good. His allegedly. dad is just like him, just yeah. an old guy. I allegedly bought a gun. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, well, you lost on that boat accident that we had quite a while yeah, ago. Yeah, in El Paso, I lost, actually. lost mine there, too, yeah. Yeah, when we were in El Paso together. <laughs> yeah, Elephant Butte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's let's go back real quick. Um, tell us about being in Love and Charlie and meeting Mortarman and kind of explain that, like what kind of weapon systems you were on while you were doing that and all that good shit. All right, so I guess backing up. I joined the National Guard because I was a 21-year-old fucking loser with no... Um, goals. I was in a rut financially as well as professionally and personally. Decided, hey, I can go do the weekend warrior thing. Yeah, um, like I can't let my little brother fucking show me up. Yeah, that that shit, you know? like, and everybody doubted me. Don't get me. I, I was like 130 pounds. Six yeah, I didn't tall. doubt you. <laughs> I know you didn't. All right. I know you didn't, but a lot <laughs> of people did. Yeah. Like, Dude, you're going to get washed up. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, but like that kind of fueled me to like yeah. just fucking be good at it. And we have uncles that were career guys in the army and a lot of people in our family, actually, that all have military history. And if I were to be the fucking washout, the failure, then I don't know. I don't think I would have been able to live with myself, you know? Yeah. So I just applied every fucking cell in my body to be good at it. And you were. I was, yeah, I was pretty good. You're a fucking good soldier, dude. I like to think so. I think so. <clears throat> so I joined the guard, um, <clears throat> asked them what the biggest bonus was for, and it was an in infantry. And I was like, what do they do? And they're like, oh, kick in doors and fucking kill people and shit. And I was like, um, what's the bonus again? And they told me. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's the National Guard. I'm not going to go fucking kill anybody in yeah. the National Guard. And might go fucking fill up some sandbags for a flood or something. Yeah. And then got done with training, got to the unit, and they said, get ready for Afghanistan. And we got ready for deployment thinking, eh, it's a National Guard deployment. It's going to be some fucking bullshit doing ECP full time for an active duty unit or some dumb yeah. shit. But we did full spectrum operations, <clears throat> um, ran RAO by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And well, because you got, um, you joined as an infantryman. You weren't, yeah. you didn't join, you joined a, basically an 11X, right? 11X, right. 11X, yeah. right. So that means you go to basic training, do that shit. And then they tell you like, all right, you guys are Charlies. You have to stay 
for how long, how much longer do you have to stay to do more? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. So you have to, you guys have to stay back for another two weeks while the eleven Bravos graduate, so you can do more and shit, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we got the reception, and at that time, the fucking surge to Afghanistan was hyping up big time. Yeah. So that's why they came out with those. Well, I, I think I can say it. This is way past. It was like twenty thousand dollar bonuses for a fucking six oh, yeah. year contract in the National mm-hmm. Guard. Like that's some serious cash, dude. To somebody that has none. And, and after uh, taxes, it was like 14 grand, so yeah. still pretty slick. Though. So they were putting out huge bonuses. They had huge recruiting incentives for people. Um, so, yeah, I got the reception 30th AG at Fort Benning as an 11 X-ray, thinking I'm going to be 11 Bravo. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, there was like probably – there was so many fucking people, dude. I mean, dude, so uh, this is kind of a sidebar, but no, when we did. first got there, we had so many people. They had no accountability of anybody. Oh, dude, it sucked. Like – they're just like, go stand in this fucking line. Just go stand in that fucking line. I don't know where I'm supposed to do it for two weeks. So I was at 30th AG for three weeks. I got all my admin stuff done, ready, ready to ship to basic in the first week. And then for the next two weeks, I, I literally sat in the fucking barracks by myself because the people that I was with initially all got shipped out to basic training. Jeez. And so it was just me, no drill sergeants. I, Went to sleep when I wanted. I woke up when I wanted. I just, I walked <laughs> dude, out. This is the army? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's basic training. You're like, holy fuck, this is easy. We're supposed to be like maximum control. And like, yeah. it did suck up to that point. But like, fucking, I woke up and like, I woke up when I heard a bunch of people outside screaming and yelling. And I walked outside and I just stood in a group. And then they, they, they fucking marched us to chow. And then when they were off to like do all their admin lines and stuff, I went into one. And I remember this, and I can't remember what it was for, but I already had it done. And I gave him, like, my social security, all that bullshit. They're yeah. like, you already fucking did this. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir, you know, and fucking <laughs> just walked back to the barracks by myself. Nobody said anything, did anything. So it was like that for, like, two weeks. And then we eventually got another big-ass group of people in the barracks again, and I fell in with them. And uh, eventually somehow landed on a bus to basic training. <laughs> and they, they basically said before we got on the bus, you're all going to be 11 Charlies. And like the whole fucking group of people were like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Might as well be a fucking pogue, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And that's what my mentality says. I was like, fuck, man. But I was also kind of like relieved. I was like, it's going to be fucking cake. Yeah. But we did all the same shit that the 11 Bravos did in training. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is that we had two weeks to qualify on the fucking mortar system. So we have 60 millimeters, 81 millimeters, and 120 and we had to qualify on them, mm-hmm. go through the gunner's test, get qualified, and then um, we're done. And then, the, like, the last week was just cleaning shit up and eating pizza and shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, basic yeah, training. Done. I thought basic you're training done, was so. fucking easy. Dude, basic training was, uh, it was different. Like, you went, you were 21 when you went. Yeah. I was 17 when I went. And it's like, man, that was my first time away from home you know like yeah fuck dude besides like staying at a friend's house and shit i don't think i ever stayed away from home for more than like a weekend or something you know yeah well, this is my first time away from home for an extended period of time too i mean don't get me wrong that shit was pretty tough like it's hard mm-hmm. being away from my current wife who was my girlfriend at the time and it was hard for her for me to be gone too and mm-hmm. i was just like kind of worried about things at home like is everything gonna be all right like is my girlfriend gonna be there when i get back you know shit like that and yeah waiting, everything was fine waiting for that dear john letter yeah i mean you get a little bit of anxiety but it was only four months five mm-hmm. months something like that 
I was a fat fuck when I went to basic though too. I was like a fat little bitch. Yeah, I'm so, a, I was lucky. So like the run running was easy for me. I ran yeah, all the time. I was very mm-hmm. slender. I was You're like skinny as fuck, dude. Yeah, I think when I got to base training, I was like 140. I think when I came back, I was like 132 or something like that. You probably had to be put on double rats, didn't you? No. Oh, you didn't? No. You just barely missed that boat then. Yeah. So I think you're six foot tall. Yeah. And 140 pounds. That's skinnier than hell. Very skinny. That's skinny as fuck. Go look at my old pictures, dude. That's yeah. motivation for me to stay in the gym and fucking <laughs> tiny. eat a shit ton, hit my macros, you know? Yeah. Didn't seem that small, though, at the time. You know, it didn't. at least to me. I, you know, you at the time, this is how we knew you. And then looking back and seeing how you are now, and then looking back at you then, you're like, holy fuck, dude. How'd you even survive anything? I know. Yeah, how my immune system keep up? Yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, I was lucky. So a lot of people had really struggled with the run, mm-hmm. and uh, the run was easy as fuck for me. I failed the push ups up until the la- very last PT test, and I barely passed it. Like I was struggling to hit those yeah. forty push ups, forty two push ups, I guess it was. But I feel my fucking sit ups on my first PT test, dude. Really? I passed everything else. I barely passed the run, <clears throat> and I. Past my push ups, and I failed my sit ups. I'm like, man, I'm a fucking fat fucking loser. I suck, dude. <laughs> and then I, I did just, I did really damn good on the last one, but yeah, I was like, fuck, man, I'm an idiot. I suck at this. Why did I do this? The no. whole basic because they, you take your initial PT test, and then you don't take it again until the end. Yeah. So the whole time, I'm just sitting You're there like, I'm a fucking loser. I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I do this army thing? Like, I suck at it. I'm terrible. And then you take that last PD test. <clears throat> you've been getting smoked for, you know. Hours. Fucking, every day. Yeah. Every single day. <clears throat> yeah. All fucking day. And eventually that shit actually became easy, too. At first, yeah. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm not going to make it. And then eventually, it's like, I can do push-ups for, like, hours now. And, like, yeah. sit-ups for hours and burpees and... I went to basic with a separated AC joint. So I did that um, MMA fight. Remember that? Yeah. I got sand on my fucking head and separated my my collarbone. And then it was like, shit, dude, I got to go basic training in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when I, when I was at 30th AG, we got dropped. We, I think we only had to do like 15 push-ups. Like, get the hell up. But that first push-up, dude, I went down. And I remember hearing my collarbone just pop. It's like, I'm like, Grr! And I just laid down on the ground on my belly. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then they're, like, you're, they're yelling, like, get the hell up. I'm like, shit, gaga. And then I was fine enough for that. Mm-hmm. Just had to pop it back in place or something. <clears throat> yeah, the last PT test, I maxed the run and barely pa- And I got pretty close to maxing the setups, and then I barely passed the push-ups. But I made it. I mean, I just, uh, in my free time, I just did a shit ton of push-ups and yep. made sure I could pass them. Yep. It's hard to do when you can't overeat because, like, in hindsight, I mean... The army's really kind of fucking stupid, honestly. It's like, honestly. you might as well feed these guys stupid amounts of food and get them ripped. Dude, honestly, I thought about that all the time. Why wouldn't they have soldiers just, you know, taking fucking peds all the time? Yeah, for sure. Put the soldiers on gear, dude. Let's well, go. Yeah. If you want to. Don't make it illegal. Yeah, special operations go. goes. Yeah, I know. Like, they're, everybody in special wild. operations takes that shit. They're Did wild. you hear about the fucking SEALs recently that died from steroid use and buds or some nope, shit? I believe it. I watched a movie called It's like a big scandal. I watched a movie called The Contractor, and it was this SF dude that had a bad knee, and he was taking, like, fucking some illegal drug, and he got kicked out, and he had to become a contractor. It was a dumb fucking movie. It had Chris Pine in it. Oh, Is yeah, I've seen that. I haven't watched it, though. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Looked not, pretty stupid. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Okay. No. I won't watch it. Don't waste your time. Unless you're on an uh, <clears throat> airplane going to Africa, and that's the only movie you haven't watched yet. <laughs> Other than that, don't watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they should at least yeah. feed them. A few meals extra. You'd think so, right? Just get them jacked. Or, like, feed them good food and not, like, fucking prison food. And maybe, mm-hmm. they're, maybe they are feeding them good food now. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing at basic training now. 
don't know. You can be a transgender, gay, whatever woman. chick. You can be a woman. You can be a woman and be an infantryman. You can be a dude being a woman. You can, you can be fucking... A, I'm just a dude playing a dude <laughs> pretending to be another dude. Be a fucking private they them, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fucking private they them. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. That's one... And that's one <clears throat> thing, too. I don't know about you. But that's the reason why I got... Why why I got out of the army is that I saw... I kind of started seeing the writing on the walls with all the political shit. Like, it started leaking into the military. And I'm like, man, do I really want to spend my... The rest of my... like. 10 more years doing this shit and, and for a government that, you know, in my opinion at the time too, especially I, I'm like, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit about me, you know, or nothing like that. Why, why would I waste my time doing that instead of, you know, being around friends and family and being a dad to my daughter and stuff like that? It's like, why would I, why would I waste my time doing this anymore? Yeah. That was a big factor in why, why I got out. Cause there's, the politics of it, like, it's like man, this is not gonna, this is not gonna stop here. It's just gonna get keep getting worse and worse and worse, and it has. It's gotten a lot worse. Yep, for sure, dude. <clears throat> I mean, I was uh, pretty jaded by a lot of shit that I saw. Namely, um, getting renegged on my fucking ranger school contract kind of fucking perturbed me a little bit, and getting put on recruiting. Yeah, <laughs> that that's I, some I re-enlisted for a fucking ranger school con or I, for a ranger school option training yep. option. And got fucked out of that. It's like because that was our only way back in the infantry. Yeah, is that we had to have a ranger tab. Yeah, if we got a ranger tab, then we could go back to the infantry. Yeah, that was the big caveat. Well, I mean, it's unit dependent, but the battalion, the infantry battalions that I talked to at Bliss, every sergeant major said, if you come back with a ranger tab, you got it. Yep. But right now, sorry, you're no use to me. Yep. Fair enough. You know, yeah, I get so it. So I want, saw you... that as a goal, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to ranger school. Yep. And Earn a tab, but it is what it is, man. I don't give a fuck. But they, they have no problem sending fucking two GI Janes through. Yep. And fucking catering their every pushing step them. of the move. Not just with all them, the not just sending them there, but pushing them through. Yeah. Yeah. Not I mean recycling them unlimited amount of times. Fucking catering to their needs, their female biological mm-hmm. needs during the training program. It's like that just kind of bastardizes everybody. I mean, the meaning of the Ranger Dab, which is you made it through the biggest suck in the fucking military, not just the Army. I mean, the Ranger mm-hmm. School is one of the hardest schools that anybody can go to. Yeah. Like, sure. SEALs physically. and SF dudes struggle in Ranger School because yeah. it sucks. Physically, it's very, very, very fucking hard. You're doing a lot of shit with not a lot of sleep, not a lot of food, yeah. not a lot of energy. You just got to keep grinding through it. Yep. And they just want to see you, you know, learn the basic Ranger skills. Like the back of your fucking hand and do that shit in your sleep, literally. Yep. Well, that's the thing because when you get so tired and so beaten down physically, um, you're out. You're only go- you're always going to revert back to your worst form when you get that that beaten down, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they want to beat you down really, really hard in school to see if you have what it takes to maintain the standard at your worst. You know, right? So when you're when that standard isn't being upheld for everyone, it's kind of like, man, what the fuck's the point? <clears throat> what is the point of having a ranger tab anymore? Yeah. You know? For sure. It's fucking stupid. I, I'm not saying it's stupid. Congratulations to everyone that has a ranger tab. I'm not saying you guys, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's easy still. No, man, you learned it. it shit, shit has changed mm-hmm. a lot, and that's not great. That's yeah. not great for the fighting force, in my opinion. And if anybody's listening to this and they're prior rangers or whatever, and... um thinking, oh, we're just a bunch of fucking non-rangers talking shit. Like, go... No, dude. 
actually, if you are a ranger, I'm sure you agree with the sentiment 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a ranger that got out in like, you know, 2000. Especially if you're a ranger, 10, like a ranger bad ranger, you know, whatever. a real ranger. Yeah, a real ranger. No. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm definitely not saying it's an easy school still. I'm not no. saying that. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying as a whole, this um, political bullshit has, it has infiltrated every class in the military, not just the regular army, not just pogues, not just infantry, not just regular armies infiltrated the Rangers SF. It's infiltrated everything. Yeah. And that's, what's not great about the whole thing. It's like, those guys, those guys are special. They are, they went through some hard shit. They proved themselves. And it's like, you're going to, that's kind of, it's kind of fucking, it's, it's bullshit is what it is. So yeah, it is. It's annoying. And there's going to be a huge conflict, and they're going to see why these little social experiments don't fucking work. Yeah. And they're going to be like, shit, now we got to rewrite the fucking program. Mm-hmm. And they are. They will. Um, but it's just going to take time. And right now, it's, you know, Afghanistan's done. Uh, Ukraine's going on, but, like, it's a bunch of fucking airsofters, apparently, that are LARPing over there. <laughs> whatever the fuck is like, going dude. on. That's what it looks like. That's what they look like, dude. Yeah. It's a bunch of airsofters, but... Um, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, we know like SF dudes that threw away fucking careers, mm-hmm. and like that SF training pipeline is no fucking walk in the park. No, it's not. I mean, it takes a very strong-willed individual and a smart person that's in great physical shape to make it through that. Yep. Not just um, SFAS, which SFAS is three weeks now, and <clears throat> not just that being really hard, but then you have. At minimum, a year mm-hmm. of hardcore training before you can get, even get your tab. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, those dudes are hard. Yep. Hard as fuck, dude. Yeah, for sure. But it's just gotten a little bit, a little bit different. It's just changed. And I didn't, I didn't agree with the changes. So I got out. You know, yep. it was a personal choice. I got out because I didn't agree with it anymore. So now I'm doing my thing here. And you are too. Yeah. God bless you for it. <laughs> it's great. It's great to be home, though. Honestly, yeah, it's okay. Not bad. It's nice being around family. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I uh, re-enlisted to go hang out with you, and like we all know, you left me. So <laughs> yeah, you ditched me in El Paso. Yeah, I chose Usarek over my brother. You son of a bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love Usarek so fucking much. Yeah. Everyone knows you want to be a recruiter. Yeah. No, that shit was fucking dog shit. Yeah. Fuck recruiting. You almost became a guy in Romeo. No. <laughs> no. It was offered to convert. Yeah. I mean, Fuck they that, dude. basically offer anybody with a fucking 110 GT to convert 79 Romeo. It's a fucking dude, bullshit MOS. 79 Romeos, man. Come on. Seriously. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Can you even call yourself a soldier after that? No. After you convert to 79 Romeo, can you even say... I'm a, I'm a soldier. Or are you actually just LARPing in the military at that point? They're not even LARPing. They're just stolen valor, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, stolen really valor. Is. <laughs> <laughs> they're the dude. equivalent to stolen valor dudes walking around the fucking mall, yeah. like slobbering on themselves. Yeah, they're they're used car salesmen trying to sell a product that nobody actually wants. Yeah, you know, they, when you're talking, when you were a recruiter, how many times did you, did you actually go find someone and they were like. Yeah, fuck yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot. just never really happened. They just haven't really done it yet. Or compared to people that either came into your office looking for you. But how many people did you actually convert on the street? You know, you know, it's like... It, I didn't convert anybody, but I could say I did go out and find people that were like, you know what, I never really thought about it. Let's set up a time. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I talked about it, and they'd either make a decision to do it or not to do it. And yeah. the biggest issue was that people that were interested weren't qualified, and the people that were qualified weren't interested. Yeah. And you had to find a – you go through hundreds of people a day talking to them. Yeah. And, yeah. like, fucking it's no, 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 yes, not qualified, no, no, yes, not qualified. Maybe once a month you'll find somebody qualified and committed, and they'll fucking ship to training. Yeah. And it's, how, uh, what's the ratio on that, you think? Uh, well, like speaking technically, to. our conversion rate at the time was 150 to 1. 150 150 leads contacts 150 leads leads will lead to one applicant and 100 out of 150 maybe three will become prospects so like they're they're interested to talk to you to interview then you interview them and then one out of the three will be committed and qualified stupid fuck that job dude yeah, it sucks. Stupid. It's uh, it's really dumb. And uh, the worst thing is, actually, wouldn't be bad because I don't, I don't mind sales. That's no. really what it is. It's a sales job. Um, they don't like to use that term in recruiting, but it is. It's one hundred percent is sales. You could use the same lingo in recruiting that in any outside sales job in the civilian market, mm-hmm. and it's the same shit. You could probably be a banging ass used car salesman now. Oh yeah, if you want to. I'm in sales right now, and it's fucking miles easier. Yeah, because Most number one, we're not doing cold. It's not outside sales. I'm in inside sales, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not doing cold calls. You're not fucking. I mean, when I was on recruiting, we had to do minimum two hours of phone calls a day. Yeah, and we had to do 25 phone calls in an hour, so 50 phone calls a day, six days a week, most times, and it was brutal. It was off of high school list, too. So nine times out of ten, the phone number would go to their parents. And they'd be like, hey, this is Sergeant Johnson of the Army. And you ever fucking, uh, has Anna ever thought about, can I speak to Anna? Like, that was usually the yeah. opening one. No, you sleaze ball. Who are you? Sergeant Johnson, I'm an Army recruiter. Army recruiter? Why do you want to talk to Anna? Uh, I want to see if she's interested in joining the Army. She's not interested. Take her off the list. Okay. And Ustrex policy at the time. Was you cannot delete anybody off the list unless you talk to them personally. Oh, jeez. So guess what? A recruiter is going to use that same fucking call list and call that same motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and go through the whole thing until that dude marches his ass down in the office. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. I I deleted them. I deleted them, too. Or I told... I put in the comments, don't contact. Yeah. Like, numbers to a father, and he's not happy. Yeah. Not fucking but happy, dude. Sometimes they'll, go to, Anna, dude, sometimes they'll go to the person, and sometimes they'll be interested, and... Every time they'll be fucking disqualified. I didn't make a single enlistment off of a phone call. Yeah. I made every single enlistment off of face-to-face or social media. Mm-hmm. But in, for the first year that I was there, we had very good leadership in my center. And they are just like, if you fucking can go out and make interviews and hopefully lead to enlistments, like, go do whatever you got to do, man. You know? That was kind of the thing. And uh, then we got new leadership. And they're like, no mandatory first hour social media next four hours are school visits fucking last two hours are um phone calls and that was like the template for my last two years yeah and my last year i absolutely fucking gave up because i signed a deck statement i was getting out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they all knew it so there's like we're not gonna fuck with sergeant johnson too much because He's done. He's got like active shooter vibes right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I told I told a lot of people with a lot of rank to go fuck themselves a lot. And yeah, 
I had no qualms doing that either because the job is so fucking scummy and shitty and the command there is just a bunch of fucking <clears throat> senior NCOs that didn't want to go back to the flagpole, didn't want to do PT and soldier shit, field mm-hmm. shit, and just wanted to fucking poke it up until retirement. Yep. And then they retire, and then they get a job as a civilian with USAREC again, and they go back and do the same fucking bullshit in yeah. civilian capacity, and then they double dip on their retirement. And, what a fucking life, huh? Yeah. That's Fuck their that, life. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. I'd rather risk in the civilian world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather risk in the civilian world and do something else. That shit sounds stupid. Yeah, but when I was left to my fucking own devices, I was a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fucking lie to nobody. And I know recruiters have a bad rap for that, but I had no incentive to lie to anyone. I could talk to people who were interested in the military mm-hmm. and say, this is the Army's piece of the pie. Are you interested? You'd think that'd be the the MO there. You know, it's like, <clears throat> put yourself out there, have the commercials and stuff. Everyone knows, everyone knows that America has an Army yeah. and it has to be manned by people. So it's like... The people that are interested are going to come find you. Yep. You know, the army one, could, one, way, one way or the other, they're going to come find you. They're not going to, I feel like the cold call stuff is silly when it comes to army recruiting. Cause it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I got out in 2000, I got out in 2024. So from 2016, 2020, I was doing that. And that was the fucking MO. And I have friends that are recruiters now that they're still doing all the same archaic bullshit that every single civilian sales rep now will tell you that is fucking stupid. It's a waste of time and money. Yeah. <clears throat> Cold calls. Yeah. It's dumb. dumb. It was effective when people had landlines. Yep. That's it. Yep. And before the internet. Yeah. And before TV was really huge, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that made sense then. Yeah. The army could trim a lot of fat, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, by replacing all these fucking DA select recruiters. So those are the guys that's like me that said, hey, you have to go be a recruiter for three years. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. Get rid of a lot of 79 Romeos that aren't in any kind of a command time and replace them all with kiosks. I, yep. Put a kiosk in the high school. Yep. Call Put a night. fucking iPad in a high school lockdown with yep. like a little fucking protective thing over it and just... Do a fucking pre-call on there and then send your info in and then that district rep can get a hold of that person and interview them. Just put a sign out in front of like the guidance counselor's office and say, interested in the army? Talk to your guidance counselor. And then they give they give the old card to the nearest recruiting office. Yep. Fucking A, you know. Like, you don't need to be sitting there in a high school cafeteria with a pull-up bar saying like, oh, wait. Show everyone how big your dick is yeah. and join the army. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I'll say that. I mean, if you're going to show how big your dick is, then you better have a big dick because um, it's pretty embarrassing when you see a fucking 300-pound, 40-year-old man who's balding going to a high school and telling, trying to fucking talk like a goddamn Gen Z person Yeah, and saying, you want to be like me? Who the fuck wants to be? Nobody no. wants to be like you. I don't want to be like you. No, you're <laughs> and disgusting. I'm already in the motherfucker. Like, you're pushing me away, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're gross, dude. I'm in the cult, and I don't want to fucking no. drink the Kool-Aid now. You You're know? disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, And gross. The, the rest of the army laughs at those fucking 79 Romeos because they are a joke. Dude, they're not real. No. They're not definitely not real soldiers. They were <clears throat> at one point in time, I suppose, but not good. No. I have a couple of friends that are 79 Romeos, and I'm just like, dude, not a good look. Mm. Not a good look. And I'll say, I mean, with anything, like, there's always a caveat. Yes, there are some good 79 Romeos. I have oh, friends that are 79 Romeos, and they were good. They are good still. We're generalizing. Um, yeah. All right. 
we're generalizing here. We, we're allowed to generalize. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Especially when it comes to San Juan Romeos and Pogues. Yep. So. There's a, definitely a stereotype, and it's very real. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They suck. Um, so let's go into a little bit. So, uh, we have also been talking a lot about doing, uh, like USPA, USPSA competitions and stuff. Mm. Um, what, cause you talked to me about it originally. Like, Hey, you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, it'd be fucking pretty dope. What made you want to get into USPSA and not like some other like rifle shooting or something? What led you to like handguns over rifle shooting, rifle competitions and stuff? Um, well, specifically the handguns cause... I shot rifles and carbines my entire time in the military, and I feel like I'm pretty good at them. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm not like a three-gun competitor by any means or a long-range guy, but I feel like, you know, I can do some fucking work with a AR-15. Yep. Um, so I wasn't very good with handguns because I didn't have very good, very much exposure to them like I did, like an M4. Yeah. So trained on it, thought it was fun. It translates well to personal defense. Um, cause you're not going to be walking around with a fucking M4 slung around mm-hmm. and like a plate carrier all the time. You're usually going to be walking with a gun in your waist or, you know, and around here we get pretty heavy winter months. You can outside the waistband carry pretty effectively. Yeah. For um, sure. For probably about at least four months out of the year. Yeah. But USPSA in six. particular, I thought looked like a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think it's just a good way to have fun while honing your defensive skills. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I was thinking too. It's uh you know, it's all handgun shooting and it's I don't know, there's a bunch of different divisions. Like there's the limited division, the open division, the production division, like there's a bunch of different divisions that you can shoot. So that's one thing that's really cool too. It's not just for the guys with like the you know, twenty five hundred dollar race guns and all the fucking all the gear. Like really all you need is a belt that can with mag with mag holsters and your gun holster, you know, yep. it's really all you need. You can go shoot production and have a blast. I th- we haven't done it yet, no, nope. but we we are going to do it. Yeah, right next year, train a little bit throughout the winter, <laughs> whenever it's not <laughs> yeah. negative a thousand. Yep, and I don't consider myself a competitive shooter, and you know, as an identity. No, because um, I'm not as good as anybody that would call themselves a competitive shooter. No, but it's but, fun to compete. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun yeah. to compete, and it's fun to put your because you can shoot in the backyard and be like, "Man, this is this is I'm doing pretty good. I'm fucking getting in there, you know." And you're shooting pretty well, but when you add a, a timer and other people can add the competition to it, <clears throat> it adds a different. It adds a different. Um, I guess sense of urgency like it just adds it brings the adrenaline up a little bit higher and it's a little more fun and even if you suck it's like as you're doing it it's still fun yeah you're still shooting and having having a good time doing it so yeah that's kind of the way i think about it yeah do it safely and have fun yep. that's the name of the game have you ever heard of except there's another competition i really want to try sometimes it's called nr nrl hunter i think it stands for the the national rifle league and hunter um it's, I mean, I haven't looked into it a whole lot, but it looks like a lot of fun. So you're shooting, um, production type rifles, hunting, hunting rifles at hunting distances and you're shooting like steel animal targets and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. That's looking at that. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I'll look into it for sure. Not too familiar with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mostly because I'm not a big hunter, but yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? George? <laughs> I, I talked just... about it. I talked about this 
Every season. I have. And you a, always dude, shoot me down. Because I have a lot of expensive hobbies the way it is. I don't need to add another expensive hobby. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that expensive. Yeah, but it's time. You already cons- have a shotgun. Fucking time consuming, man. Like, I, I don't know. I like to go out in the flat range and pretend to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in case of the event that I actually have to kill somebody that's trying to kill me. I guess that's my main yeah. goal in life. Um, I don't know. Sense. I already I play the most expensive instrument in the music arsenal. Um, I shoot guns. I mean, that alone is like my annual income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. Yeah. <laughs> you got a point. It is. I, I love, I obviously, I love hunting. I love hunting everything. Yeah. Um, if you love it, I mean, I've, I've, I was a hunter. I have hunted. It's just. Oh, yeah. We hunted together not too long ago. Yeah. When we first got the army, we went shotgun hunting together. That was yep. fun. And then you're saying, yeah. Just a huge time suck. Did it again. Like, I don't know. I choose to spend my time other in other ways, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, guess. I have no problem with it. I mean, good for people that get enjoyment out oh, of yeah. that and they want to dedicate all their. You know, energy and resources of that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. We all yeah. need to do something like that. Hunting is a blast, but also um, spending time in the flat range and shooting shit is still pretty goddamn fun. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, what the fuck? What uh, what have you been, like, what is training look, like, looking like for you? What do you train on the most when it comes to... Like when we were training for USPSA, we did it uh, a few times back at the home range, if you will, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But what, like what, um, what are the ranges? Can you talk to me a little <laughs> bit about USPSA and just what you've been training on doing? I guess what is you have to shoot really fast or you just have to shoot accurately or what? Me personally, I spend a lot of my time trying to be as fast as possible while maintaining accuracy because then, mm-hmm. I don't know, you can have you know, sub one second splits and be fast as fuck. But if you're not hitting a zones, then it really doesn't mean shit. You're kind of boned. Then, yeah. Right. <clears throat> I'd rather, and I found actually the time that we've spent on the range together that if I take it a little bit slower and concentrate on what I'm doing and really pay attention, I get the a zone hits and I get them a little bit slower than if I'm rushing, but not much. I mean, it's a matter of a second or less. Mm-hmm. So if you just slow down, you focus on what the fuck you're doing, get a good get a good draw, get a good fucking presentation, get your sights lined up, focus on trigger pull and hitting that A zone. Mm-hmm. It all, That's the number one. It really all goes down to fundamentals, fundamental shooting, right? No, yeah. And uh, there's a saying that I'm sure everyone's heard before, too, is like slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So you guys start out going slow so you can get it down. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the speed comes along. As yeah, you, as you train and as you practice more, become more proficient in shooting. Like you said, neither of us are professional handgun shooters by any means. Like we didn't spend a whole, we didn't grow up with handguns. We didn't use handguns very often in the military. I think I went to the M9 range a few times. That's mm-hmm. about it. And that's enough to make a motherfucker go insane. Yeah, <laughs> like holy that, shit, there's the bunch blue. of fucking pogs and it's like. I thought I was bad at handguns until I went to a fucking M9 qual with yeah. a bunch of fucking admin dudes, a bunch of pogue officers. Yeah, on a Saturday. In Fort Bliss in the middle of the summer. And it's like, I qualified in like the first 10 minutes. Like, it's so easy. It's, it's ridiculously easy. It's easy as fuck. It was what's, like... What's the furthest shot? I think it was... Uh, 25? Or was there a 50-yarder in there? There was no 50-yarder. I didn't think so. I don't even... I think it was 25. And it was a silhouette. And you just had to get... 
one hit. I think we had 60 rounds. You had to do a mag change, and you had to get like 30 or 20 or something like that on the silhouette. It doesn't even matter where it was. It just has to be on it. You have like a ludicrous amount of time to do it. Yeah. It was it's so, so easy. easy. It was so easy. I can't remember what it was, what it, what it was like. Yeah. I, remember, I didn't even I own a handgun it, at the but... time, and I, I got 100% on it. I was like, mm-hmm. huh, that's pretty cool. We're going to be done with this in no time. But no, there's people there, dude, that can't even hit a silhouette. Dude, there are a some, torso. <laughs> there are some non-shooting motherfuckers in the military. Yeah. Honestly, especially when you start talking like admin roles and those like really pogey jobs. And then you get bring officers in the realm. Like, eat. man, officers kind of suck at general soldier tasks anyways. Yep. Because they think they're above it. They think they're above it. They're like, I'm an officer, dude. I don't have to do that shit. So yeah. they kind of suck. <clears throat> I mean, the infantry is a little bit different because they're actually, you know, they know their job. But, uh, well, I mean, they got the physical aspect. Like, they understand the fundamentals of shooting a rifle. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing with fucking shooting a, a handgun, almost. I mean, it's different, but it's mm-hmm. somewhat the same. Especially when, like, the uh, the fucking table of fire is so easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did it. And I didn't have, like, hardly any experience with handguns at all. Yep. And after that, I was like, yeah, that's pretty fun. So, you know, I got a Glock 17, and I spent some time on the range, and enjoyed it and it's hard mm-hmm. that's what i liked about it and try to get better every time i went mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm at a point now where i'm i'm pretty good not bad yeah i'd say not bad i wouldn't say not, yeah definitely say not bad yep wouldn't say good i'm not good no not i'm good i'm not terrible yeah but that's really all you need to do and then it's, it's going to those competitions like that would be a lot of fun because it's like just to see how you stack up against other people and for one, maybe give yourself a little bit of confidence or, at minimum, give you some things to work on when you go back home. And you can actually see what it's like and mm-hmm. be able to gauge the competition <clears throat> and then you know what to work on to get better. Yeah. That's really all we're trying to do is get better. For sure. Honestly. Yeah, to go back to the stuff. training aspect, though, I mean, um, I can't put enough emphasis on dry fire training Yeah, dude. and how important that is, especially if you're doing something where you're – you, you got to draw from a holster. Yep. And do reloads and shit like that. And doing dry fire and just getting the mechanics down helps a shit ton. And no just one, doing it a, yeah. uh, maybe once, twice a week mm-hmm. helps enormously. And no one here is rich. You know, we don't have free ammunition. That shit's expensive. Yeah. So if you can't go out there and spend, you know, five hours in the range and dump, you know, I don't know, four or 500 rounds of ammo every time you go out, it's like... Dry firing is definitely the best you can do on a on a budget. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can actually do some really good live fire training on a budget too. <clears throat> a lot of you people, can. a lot of people go out and just mag dump shit for no fucking reason at all right. with no training value. It's like, yeah. I mean, if you look at a lot of the big drills that transfer over to really any kind of defensive pistol uh, competition. Yeah, I'd I'd say the the build drill is the only drill you really. You know, if you just did the build drill over and over and over again, I mean, it's five rounds as fast as you can mm. and as accurately as you, and as accurately as you can. Yeah. So that's probably I don't, I don't see there's any reason to ever shoot more than five rounds consecutively. No, there's not. Most of the time, like especially USPSA, you're shooting what one to two rounds per target. Yeah. So honestly, you're really not sitting there. There's really no reason for you to just sit there and rip out 17 rounds nonstop just to, for, like, I don't know, to say you can, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a waste. 
in my opinion. So if I had unlimited ammo, I'd be doing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's fun to, it's fun to mag dump shit, but you know, I'm at a point now where like the lure of just firing off a shit ton, just shooting, is just not fun <laughs> to me. Like just going out, just shooting to shoot. Yeah. Like okay, like I do it enough where it's like. I'd like to go out and get some training value. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go out and walk away from it. Like, wow, I can do, you know, I'd shaved off, you know, half a second on the build drill or, you know, I can shoot the El Presidente a little bit quicker or, you know, my reloads got better or shit, I fumbled on that. I need to fucking get back to the, get back to the chopping block and kind of figure out what I need to do on that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's fun to me. Yeah, me too. I think drilling is a lot of fun because that's where you really see, a lot of your growth as a shooter is when you drill and a lot of, a lot of shooters don't like drilling because it's boring and you know, like, I don't know. It, it is boring. Just drilling. Like even not like, uh, like dry fire, dry fire drilling. It is boring as hell. Mm-hmm. Like going out there and shooting live rounds is a lot more fun. Oh yeah. For but sure. Dude, you get so much better just from drilling and doing that stuff over and over. Mm-hmm. Get you level up pretty quick doing that. And a lot of people don't really like that. It's not like super fun. It's not super flashy. No. And it's, you feel like a fucking idiot. Like when your wife walks in on you or something, <laughs> like, yeah, what right. are you doing? It's like, I'm fucking training for the, the fucking end of the world. What are you doing? Listen here, you lady. Know? Do you want to fucking die? <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to fucking die? If someone comes in here or do you want a man that's proficient with his weapon? I can take that motherfucker out. You don't see me walking in when you're fucking yeah. scrolling Etsy. He's asking what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Get out fucking TikTok. Why don't you start drilling, huh? Uh, Get your fucking little gun, little Glock 40, whatever she's got. 43. 43. Yeah. And let's go. Let's start drilling. Let's do it. Does she even have a holster? Yeah, she has a holster. Yeah, there you go. Let's go. You have no excuse. <laughs> and my wife likes shooting, too. She so. does. She likes training. Yeah, we got we got lucky with our wives enjoying that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to say lucky. I guess we chose them. So if they didn't like it, then it would just be... Not our wives. Yeah, if she so. had a huge problem with me spending time in the flat range, I think that um, we probably would not be together today. Could you imagine being married to like some blue-haired liberal? <clears throat> no, I could not imagine fucking... that. I could not imagine that. <laughs> imagine if your wife had armpit hair like yours. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking gross, dude. I feel like there's a competition within the, like, the, the liberal sphere on just... Be like, hey, let's just just get real gross. Just be as grotesque as possible. Be as nasty as we can. <laughs> let's push away as many men as we can. Yeah. It's fucking brutal, dude. It's like, let's take a selfie and think, do I look as close to as a beached whale as possible when I'm laying <laughs> on my fucking bed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't see any ribs. I'm doing it right, girls. Yeah. Empowerment. Uh. Can't, you say can't see any ribs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't see my fucking collarbones perfect uh, yeah it's fucking no. gross dude yeah and no no, no, hey, no no issue with fat girls man if you're happy you're happy but don't call it healthy yeah because it ain't it ain't healthy everyone knows you ain't fooling if anyone. you're falling in hard times and like you're depressed and shit i feel sorry for you but yeah um pick yourself up by your bootstraps and figure it out because yeah, right. you're gonna die from a heart attack i mean i got a little extra love here you know i ain't hiding nothing but at the same time if I ever became like a like just a huge fat fucking overweight slob, just put a fucking bullet in me, brother. <laughs> just put me on my fucking fat misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's important to have a little bit of fat content. I mean you need some body fat. 
you need some shit to burn off yeah in the event that you need to but the walmart whales yeah not great no there's an acceptable amount of body fat that's not a good look no <laughs> it's not a good look it's not a good feeling yeah dude i i got up to like when i got out of the army i got up to like 250 dude nice not feeling great not feeling good about myself i had fucking love handles not it wasn't good and then i started working out again I'm like this is this is what this is right getting some workout in at least some workout what somewhat every day yep it's fucking nice oh and speaking on training that's also another important aspect i mean you could be fucking a badass in the flat range but if you can't fucking run 50 yards right what are you doing if you're huffing and puffing i mean you might want to get in the gym you, you know that's get out and move get on a diet or something yeah. There are the, there are the some gun community plagues is a plagued with that shit, dude. I was just gonna go there. There's some professional shooters I've seen. I'm just like, bro, okay, you can shoot well, but if you don't have a gun, I could kill you with my bare hands so fast. Like, yeah. You're such a fucking just a fat wad. Yeah, like, dude, do a couple, just run a little bit, mm-hmm. do something, do something, to make yourself more effective when it comes because like when you're shooting your gun, in my opinion, when you're shooting guns, it's not that. You're just shooting to shoot. It's like, yeah, like you said earlier, you're shooting for a reason. You're trying to become more proficient. So if you do become in a situation where you're in a life and death altercation, you can be, you can win and survive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you don't have a gun on you and you get in that same situation, you're fucked. Yep. And you get that adrenaline dump and you get that cortisol dump and you might, you just might have a fucking heart attack in the middle of a gunfight. Yeah. I mean, that is a real thing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that's shit. You could be in really good shape getting into a gunfight with that adrenaline and that cortisol dump or that adrenaline dump and that cortisol rush. Like it's huge. you'd be gassed. Yeah. Like I bet you fucking Elijah Dickens was gassed and oh, yeah. he didn't really even, I mean, he maneuvered, but like really not much, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's it, the thing. We've both been when we were in Afghanistan. We've both been in gunfights. We've been shot at. And it's like, yeah, that shit goes from like zero to a thousand so fast. Yep. If you have to shoot and move and do those things under extreme duress, yeah, dude. When it's over, you're just like, kind of like, oh fuck, dude. You gas. You don't even realize it when you're doing it, but when you're done, it's like, geez, I'm smoked. Dude, I'm fucking fucked right now, dude. Yeah. And in Afghanistan, we were both in stellar shape. Yeah. I yeah, and probably arguably the best shape I've ever been in in my life for mm-hmm. sure. I think we were running around all over the place, and um, I when I was in Kuwait, I was stronger, but I was in better overall shape when I was in Afghanistan for sure. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't need to bench press a fucking car to in order to win gunfights, but I do have to be, I have to have some sort of cardiovascular fitness and. Uh, be able to shoot pretty well, so. Yep. Yeah, honestly, that's probably the most important. Now I'm I'm very anti cardio. Do you even do cardio anymore? You're just lifting. I walk. I I don't see a nice. point. I don't see a fucking point. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. No. Um, Running like ten miles is kind of long nice. range, like long endurance runs make no fucking sense for any kind of practical application at all and that's also where the fucking military goes wrong is they do these fucking 10 mile runs and shit and they mm-hmm. train people for endurance and it's like that doesn't make sense i mean if you look at all the special operations the, the biggest special operations unit they're like fucking linebackers dude they're huge yep they can run 50 yards pretty quick mm-hmm. but mostly they could fucking 
pick a dude up over their head and fucking rip him in half. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean that's right. definitely a hyperbolic statement, but yeah. Um, they're, they're trained to fuck people up. Yeah. And if you're not strong and muscular, no amount of endurance, anything is going to prepare you for that. Yeah. If you have to kick a fucking door and you have to have some weight on you. Right. I'd say sprints. Sprints are pretty cool. That's pretty much all you need to do. Yeah. It comes to cardio, in my opinion. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, weightlifting supersedes, uh, running in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, all running does is it wears you out it beats the shit out of your body and there's no fucking point and i mean when i because I, I used to be a big endurance guy like i would do long runs all the time yeah you loved it yeah i was i was at one point i was running 10 miles a day five days a week mm-hmm. and fucking loved it until my fucking knees were giving out my lower back was killing me mm-hmm. um yeah, i started we- lifting weights doing the big compound movements training for strength phasing my training so strength um like a more anabolic approach so like uh, hypertrophy and like kind of like, uh, also a phase of like bodybuilder type training. Yeah. Kind of is a good, is a good balance. Yep. I think so. I think so too. And you were good at running. So that, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's another reason why you like it more. Cause you're like, oh, I'm good at it. Yeah. It's the only Let's thing go. I was good at. I sucked yeah. at strength stuff. <laughs> now I'm good at strength stuff and yeah. I could probably go out and run quite a few miles, but I just have no fucking desire to. Mm-hmm. And the only training that is going to have any value to you is one that you're going to be able to do consistently. And yep, I'm not going to be able to run five miles, 10 miles a day consistently, but I can go out and walk for fucking body fat to maintain body fat. Right. And okay. I like it. I like to clear my head. I like to get out and fucking see shit and mm-hmm. listen to some podcasts and stuff. And rucking's huge. Yeah, maybe being able to carry away on your back is pretty is pretty important. It's pretty important, too. especially like when I go out hunting, when I go out elk, elk hunting, and, and whenever I kill an elk, it's like I want to be able to I want to be able to know that I can throw on you know a hundred pounds on my back and hike out for you know six, seven, eight miles, ten miles, mm-hmm. and be fine. Yeah, so that's more in my opinion. That's more way more important than running. I ain't never gonna be no running, running ass fool. Not anymore, but I don't see any point in it. I never, I never liked it. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on people if they, they enjoy running and they can do it and feel great. I mean, yeah. that's the most important thing of doing any kind of physical training is if you feel better from doing it and it has value to your life, then it's important. Yep. That's the thing. If you like it, do it. As long as you're out there doing something. Yeah. You know. I don't be, see myself a in a combat situation one. other than from the, I guess, the adrenaline dump. Um, having to maintain breath and stuff like that. But through weight training, I get enough of that work capacity kind of mm-hmm. work. So yeah. I fucking love getting the pump on, dude. You know what I mean? Just get, yeah, I feel it. huge. <laughs> yeah. It makes you feel I'm fucking like just <clears throat> break shit, dude. I feel so strong. I feel like yeah. a man. Like when you're lifting weights, that's how a man's supposed to feel. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice. So right now my workout routine I'm in the phase, like the third phase, which is like, uh, it's basically just the goal is to get a pump every time you fucking go into the gym. So I do one compound, one that's relatively heavy, higher rep, but, mm-hmm. um, then the rest of it is just like fucking bodybuilding shit. And like, I feel huge at the gym. Like, dude, it's I got my, I can't even fucking bend my arms. Yeah, you know? dude. I get in my car. I'm like, fuck dude. I'm like staring at him. I'm like, shit. I'm the most shit. jacked dude in the street. Dude, I'm so fucking Then I get strong. home and I take my shirt off. I was like, I can't wait to fucking see it. I just can't wait to see it. I take it off. I was like, fuck, dude. Fuck. I'm so fucking jacked, I still dude. got the fucking 35-year-old saggy tits and shit. Yeah. And 
but when you have a shirt on, it's like, let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'm let's go. Traps let's are let's huge. go fucking grill. <laughs> let's go grilling with sleeve, like cut off shirts. Yeah. Badass, dude. I fucking love it. It's only his boobs pop out. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once, the, once some titties pop out, then it's like, I don't feel so strong anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's how I feel. I go, I, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, fuck, dude. Fuck. I let myself go. I put my shirt on. I'm like, bro, you're so jacked. <laughs> you're fucking jacked, dude. You're yeah. good. I could still fucking hold my own, though. Yeah. I could hold my own when I was skinny. Like when yeah. I was 160 pounds, which was not long ago, about a year ago, 170, scrapping. 180. Scrapping ass, motherfucker. Yeah, I, mean, I was doing jujitsu and shit, and I was handling people okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of strength wise, technique wise, I was getting my ass handed to me, but I was stronger than a lot of people in the gym. But mm-hmm. now that I'm actually lifting for strength, I feel that those skills translate better. Mm-hmm. How long did you do uh, jujitsu for? Uh, well, when I first got into it, it was in El Paso, I did that for about six months. Then when I got in recruiting, I did it for about three. So, I mean, not a lot, but enough. It was fun. I enjoyed you it. Did, you did combatives too, right? You got combatives level one? Just level one. Yeah. Just level one. It's a joke. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Still fun though. It was oh fun. yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun, fun thing to do in basic. Yeah. You know, cause we got certified in basic. You got, cause you did in basic, right? Yeah. Yeah, so did I. That's when we got certified in level one. Um, then I got my level two in Kuwait, which I was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. It was a fun little break. Then I became an, like, I helped the instructor and stuff, so I did that for quite a while in Kuwait. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, when we got to Korea, we all had to get our yellow belts in Taekwondo. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't for ever real? Tell you, I didn't ever tell you about this. No. You so, already had your yellow belt when we were kids. I had like a fucking, uh, what's the one before brown? Because I was up to test for my brown belt. I don't know. When I was purple? a kid, something like that. Is purple, it like white, I think it was purple. White, yellow, white, yellow, orange, blue, orange. Yeah, white, yellow, orange. I can't remember. I was one away, one away from brown belt. However, this was American Taekwondo, which is a complete fucking joke. By the way, yeah. At, at what we were doing was a joke, and not all of it is. But dude, in Korea, Taekwondo is another level. Why didn't you do Korean Taekwondo? Because I, I was more concerned about getting drunk every day. Yeah. Isn't that where Korea, like Taekwondo originated? Isn't, isn't that a, It's a Korean a, martial Korean art. Martial yeah. yeah, okay. Taekwondo, Hepkido, all that shit. Yeah. Dude, I wanted, when, I was, when we were kids, I wanted to do, I did, we, I think we both did Taekwondo. And I wanted to do, I wanted to be a fucking, I just wanted to break some bricks so bad. <laughs> yeah. And when I realized I had to do all this stupid ass form shit. Yeah. Like, man, like, fuck, I just want to learn how to. Throw a punch, throw a kick, and break bricks. Yeah. My goal they was... They wouldn't let me break any bricks, dude. Currently, I was like six yeah. or seven. All I wanted to do was swing a sword around. <laughs> that was my yeah. goal. And my goal was to get into the weapons. Yeah. Remember when they were doing like weapons training and shit like that there? Yeah. It's like nunchucks and fucking size and... One was a fucking like katana or some shit like some. Yeah, it was, was like sick, a dude. Leonardo sword from Ninja It Turtles. was. Yeah, it had a tassel. I was like, dude, dude that's... Dude, didn't it? No, it was like a fucking samurai sword, dude. And oh. I was like, dude, I can't wait to swing that fucker around. Like, that was my goal. And then I was like, I have to do all this dumb, sh- corny shit with all these fucking dorks. Yeah, that shit was corny as hell. Yeah, it was. Like, sitting there in the... in Because the, we did it in uh, in the church, right? That's when it was back at our Sears, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Then they did it in the school gym for a while. Shit was so fucking And then gay, the instructor got busted up on some CP charges. What? Yeah. 
a while ago. Look them up, dude. We'll look it up after this. We'll show okay. you. Damn. Yeah, he's a scummy fuck. Fuck, dude. I know it's some gross, people. I know dude. some people that went over to his house, and he said they said that these are some people from like I would probably classify as living in squalor. Oh yeah. Um, and they had some pretty nasty houses, Smell and they said so they were grossed out by this motherfucker's house. Yeah. Like they had to wipe their shoes off when they left. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. They're out there teaching Taekwondo to kids, just being predators. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a predator, classified predator at the time, but yeah, he's uh, he is now. But he was taking fucking kids on like trips and shit. Who, kn- who fuck, knows? Who, who knows who he brutalized? You have to look. Program. You have to look that motherfucker up, dude. I, I'm big on like looking up uh, like predators. Yeah. Just, I just you just gotta know. You gotta keep tabs on them. So when you see him around town, you know not to be nice to him. So For I'm sure. Fuck if you did your time or not. If you're a fucking child diddler. Psh- all is not forgiven just because no. you went to fucking prison for a couple of years and got out on good behavior yeah. or whatever. This motherfucker like, didn't go. This sick. motherfucker didn't even go to prison. I think he just. Well, you got, just get probation, probably. He got CP charges. He actually didn't get diddling charges. Either way, dude. I, in my opinion, you diddle him just in your head, bad. dude. He was watching people getting diddled. You diddle him in your head and you watch him get diddled. Not good. Yeah, you're a diddler. You're a diddler, dude. For sure. But we had a dude that... I'll fucking kill him, dude. We had a dude in, in the mortar platoon like when we came back from Afghanistan yeah. and got wrapped up in some CP charges. Yeah, we did. But he was a weird little... This is why I don't, to this day, do not trust grown men that watch anime. No, dude. No. I, well, so <clears throat> when we were in Afghanistan, I watched some uh, Dragon Ball Z. Sure. That came around. He was like, oh, yeah. That's I used nos- to watch it when I was a kid. That's nostalgic. nostalgic. Yeah. You always watch it when you're a kid, but when you're watching like the, the anime anime and you're... 30, late 20s, early 30s, you're a man, right? <clears throat> if you're jerking off the hentai, there's something wrong with you, dude. Not, not cool. <clears throat> no. Not cool. Something's wrong, for sure. Yeah. And there are some decent animes out there, but if they're like, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I'll never know. Yeah. So I ain't going to watch it. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I ain't no fucking I, well, child I, predator. No, after that dude got busted, I was like, God. That's why I had never trusted any grown man. Mm-hmm. After the age of twenty five, that watches fucking anime. Yeah, it's fucking weird, dude. Yeah, and they all have the same like characteristics, like they're man children, like incels. Yeah, they are. They're very uh, just weird. They get yeah. a weird vibe from a lot of those dudes. Borderline maps. Yeah, I think, dude. I think now that we're talking about it. I think Israel Adesanya is a anime dude. He's the world middleweight champion. I won't roll with him. No. <laughs> I'll shoot him if, he, if it comes down to that. Oh, I'll fucking <laughs> shoot the shit out of him. Gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna come to. I ain't gonna do fisticuffs with the middleweight world champion though. No, I'll mag dump and fucking reload and yeah, mag dump just on the bitch. principle of anime charges. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he's a child diddler by any means, but no. he's an anime guy. And I'm not so saying I, all. I have, I have some sort of. I'm not uh, saying anime enthusiasts are fucking child diddlers, but no, but they're weird. They enough. have shared characteristics with child diddlers. Yeah. They're weird enough to. To be a, to be one. Yeah, actually, you know what? I will fucking double down on that and say I don't trust grown men that watch fucking animation. Period. Besides South Park, I mean, Meh. South Park gets a pass. I guess yeah. I don't like it, but you know, I see the humor. I like the creators of South Park. They're funny. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty dope. Team America was sick. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty sick. That movie was that movie's pretty awesome. Yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about, like bronies and shit. 
Oh yeah, dude. I know. They're it's uh it's something weird. I don't know. I never got into the anime stuff. When I was a kid I used to watch it obviously. But like I remember in Yasha used to watch that on Adult Swim <laughs> on the weekend when I was able to stay up a little later. But when you were a child. When I was a child, dude. Yeah. yeah not a fucking adult. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Grown-ups I watched that are in the Pokemon and shit, too. I think it's the same cover, the same yeah. cloth. Yeah. Like, Pokemon Go, when that came out, and there's a bunch of fucking grown men running around trying to catch these imaginary fucking Pokemon. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with like you, Like, bullying dude? children. No, it's my Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> dude, go, go <laughs> fuck fucking out mow your lawn, dude. Yeah, come on. Go do something. Be like, get a job. Get another job. Get a second one. You got responsibilities. You're an adult. Yeah. I know you do. You have to. Blow steam off another way. Unless you are still living with your mom and dad. And if you are still living with your mom and dad, then it makes sense why you're playing Pokemon Go. But then it also reverts back to your original statement of saying shared characteristics of fucking weirdos. For sure. And people will say, oh, it's just how they blow off steam or it's how they spend their downtime. Go through a checklist in your head. I can see these people right now in my head. Okay. Did they go yeah. to the gym that day? No. Did they wake up before fucking 9 a.m.? No, for sure not. Is their lawn mowed? Are they living by themselves? Is their house clean? No. For, Did they yeah, get a fucking no. haircut? Definitely not a haircut. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely greasy. Yeah. For sure. Did you take a shower? Yeah. Highly unlikely. <laughs> Highly unlikely. This is on a Wednesday. Like, if you nailed all those things, and you're going out and getting, you have time to play Pokemon Go... Okay. All right. I guess it's a little bit normal, but I'm still going to judge the fuck out <laughs> yeah, of you. Yeah. Because you're neglecting basic duties of a of a human of an adult human being. Yeah. To play Pokemon Go. Yeah. That shit's so gay, dude. Pokemon Go sucked. It is. And man, there's like a movement and I'm, I don't know if we're going off the rails here, but like there's a movement in this country to fucking keep men in like this permanent fucking child state. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And like oh, push yeah. women into like the fucking paternal role or whatever you want to call it yeah like women have been empowered as like the fucking leaders and the innovators and the responsible people and men are just like these fucking dumbass this way i don't like fucking family guy dudes like they're the peter griffins yeah like immature fucking yeah anime watching pokemon go playing worthless fat out of shape idiots and they just accept Mm -hmm. that as like that's my role in society. It's like I'm just a fat fucking loser that goes to the goes to my job, does my stuff, and comes home, and I'm a big fat fucking retard. Yeah, yeah. No, there for sure, there for sure is something about uh, you know popular culture that's trying to downplay the role of a of a man, like a real man. Yeah. Right. And you know, it, and I'm definitely not saying that you know women cannot be in doing what they want to do for by any means. It's a free country. Do what you want to do. But there's like a serious push to, yeah, like you said, to, to keep men, to try putting men, men down mm-hmm. and try to keep them down and try to make, keep them real fucking weak. Yeah. There's just a bunch of men, man, children walking around or feminine men. Yeah. It's Cause if you go around and you say, you know, like talking about male empowerment, then you get treated like a fucking sexist. You know, you get treated like a piece of shit if you're trying to talk about men's empowerment and trying to bring men up and everything else like that. And they're like, men have been on top for fucking ever. The patriarchy, all this other shit. And we need to bring fucking women up and not in 
other everything else, like transgenders and all this other stuff. We need to bring them up because they've been held down mm. by the straight man. Yeah. It's like, I ain't help, I ain't hold anybody down. No. But don't tell me I'm a fucking, I'm a lunatic because I like to be a strong male figure. Mm. Motherfucker. I'll fucking fight you. How about that? <laughs> now, that would be keeping them down then. Yeah. <laughs> if I just f- fist fought everybody that pissed me off. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a reason that the majority of women are attracted to violent men, and yeah. I mean, that's not. I'm not saying like domestic abusers are, you know, shitty fucking dudes. I'm just saying men that are training and willing to do violence to fucking to yeah. help their family, that goes or their back, friends. Like, yeah. it, there's a reason that that is attractive. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to we were talking about working out, shooting guns, being man. It's like. It, it, once upon a time, that was very attractive, and it's getting there, people are trying to make it less attractive. But dude, let's be honest here: dudes that go to the gym and do manly shit probably not fucking struggling in the women department. No, usually not. Usually not. The dudes that are weak and shit, they're friend zone pretty hard, pretty yep. quick. And they're just docile. Fuck them. They're just docile. They became domesticated creatures. They fucking yeah. you know their wives are like, I want you. On the couch, drinking five beers a night. If they have a wife. Playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> watching fucking Berserker. <laughs> if they have a wife, dude. Or they're just sitting there on, like, fucking Instagram or But I'm going to go I'm gonna go upstairs <laughs> and flick my bean to fucking Channing Tatum's fucking jackass body. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well. Got you be the Channing Tatum, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, women need to be, like, be, be a little more adamant. Mm-hmm. Pick better partners. Be like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to fucking fuck this f- loser. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go find a different dude. Go find a dude that's a, just a little bit more manly. Uh, at least worth a shit. Not even manly. They don't have to work out all the time and do all this other. They don't have to be a fucking meathead. But don't don't go around like banging these, getting with these fucking weak ass dudes and bitching about how they're losers. Because... That's what they are. They're fucking losers, dude. They are, yeah. They're uh, just pathetic people that leave, I... Leave them in the basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a large group of people, that way, and a lot of people that yeah. I know that get like that, they reach a certain age and a certain status in life. They have a bunch of kids, and mm-hmm. they just fucking sit on the couch. Like, they go work their fucking boring, weird yeah. job, and they are drained because they have no fucking purpose in life. Yeah. Like, they have... They, they have primal instincts that they want to fucking indulge in mm-hmm. or they want to, they want to be the fucking badass guy at the range, at the fucking gym, you know, or whatever. But they just get stuck in this fucking rut. They don't want to do the work. That's no. the problem. A lot of people, They're tired. They don't want to do the work to, that it takes to be, to be good. So they just don't do it. Yeah. And then they just want to fucking bring other people down into their, their own little suck hole, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, I'm a loser. So everyone else should be a loser. Yeah. There shouldn't be a people. There shouldn't be a, other people striving to be better because I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. That's a problem. For sure. So uh, since we went on that little tangent, um, we're going to ask a few questions here. What's your favorite? What's your dream gun? Dream gun, yeah, dream gun. <clears throat> like if you could build it right, build a fucking badass rig right now. What would you? What would be on it? What would it be? Um. Well, for the gun itself, I'd probably have a CZ Shadow Two. 
I'm okay, okay. partial to them. I don't know, people might call me a fucking hipster or whatever because I like CZs, but I like CZs, I guess. The I hipster know. gun? That's They say it's the hipsters of the fucking gun world. Really? Yeah. Dude, they're fucking tight, dude. I think they're tight. They're good. I mean, the CZ P10s are just as good as the fucking any Glock. Yeah, for Just sure. as good. I mean, here's my thing. I like Glocks. I oh, love yeah. Glocks. You they're, love Glocks. They're a great utility gun. Yeah. Thing is, though... In order for a Glock to be a good gun, it has to not be a Glock anymore. Yeah, right. You yeah. have to do a no, lot of shit to right. it. It doesn't come out of the box being a good fucking gun. It's a good. It's a good utility gun. Yeah. Like if I wanted something that I'm going to take into the depths of hell and fight my way out of it, sure. Yeah. Glock. That's fine. But if you go look at it like a good Glock, like a good one, and don't get me wrong, I've shot a lot of factory Glocks. I mean, my Glock 19 that I train with all the time is 100% factory. Yeah, they're fine. It's fine. Um, but you gotta do a lot of shit to it to make it fucking good and sexy. You do. In a CZ shadow, you really don't have to. No. A whole lot. It's a, Change out the it's a competition gun. I mean, yeah. it's, it's made for it. Have you shot one? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so you, you shot the shadow. It had the blue factory grips on it. Yeah. Those kind of blow though. I need, I need, I didn't mind them a whole lot. That is really? very reminiscent of like a 1911. Yeah. The grip angle is good. But the grips, I need fatter grips. Like I don't know. Oh, sure. It was a little bit narrow for me. And for some reason, a 1911 doesn't feel that narrow, even though they are fairly narrow, too. Yeah. But for some reason, that CZ, I don't know if it's because it was more, it's more rounded or what, but for some reason, it wanted to slip out of my hands. And it was, but it shot great. Like, when I was shooting that thing, if the trigger was fucking real decent and it's a heavier gun, it's all metal gun, you know, it's not polymer framed, it's all metal. Yeah. So it's fucking pretty dope. Yeah, I like the Shadow 2s. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, a lot of these uh, 2011s are coming out are fucking banging. Those are banging. I've never shot one, but I mean, they look sick and they get good reviews. So. Yeah. Um, the Staccatos are good. Good range guns. Probably wouldn't take it to war. Staccatos are dope as hell. Yeah, they're fast. They're dope as hell, dude. Yeah. But they are fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're they're telling me. fucking expensive. You came dude. at me saying, dude, money's not a thing. No, what, you're are you, right. what are you buying? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, money's not a thing. What are you buying? A CZ yeah. or a Staccato? I'd probably go with the CZ. I mean, just yeah. the reliability of the CZs are fucking top notch. For sure. Those are sick. What about, uh, so you're, so for rifles, um, what would you put? What's your what, what optic do you have on your on your AR? Uh, it's a Vortex. What's it called? A fucking Strike Fire Two or some shit? It's the red dot. Oh, the red dot. Yeah, that's right. I'm basic basic dude, man. Basic bitch in it, especially with rifles, because I just I don't shoot them enough. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of Vortex anymore, dude. I feel like their quality's gone down in the past few years. They're they're budget glass. They are. I mean, if you need to get you get what you pay for is good. True. You, I mean, you definitely get more than what you pay for with Vort- most Vortexes. I don't know. Yeah. I can't speak on anything like new, brand new, but like the old fucking, um, like the variable optics, like the fucking, uh, shit, what's it called? Like the Viper, I think it was called. Yeah. I got a Strike Eagle. Yeah. Strike That's Eagles a, were good. Yeah. I have a Strike Eagle. It's, 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 it's all right. It holds a zero. Yeah, but I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that motherfucker to war either, though. No, they had rock loophole. 
Yeah. Loophole's good. I like loophole a lot. All loophole's good. The thing with Vortex that um, saves them a lot is that they have the they have their unconditional warranty, which is pretty dope. But man, loophole has the same warranty on all of their glass. The only pro- the only difference between loophole and Vortex is you're going to be using that warranty a lot more with Vortex than you are with loophole. So right, and the glasses is so much better. Like when you compare the two, it's pretty fucking pretty obvious. Yeah, loophole's good. I mean, you pay for it. But if money, if money is no object, yeah, I'd probably rock some loophole shit for sure. Nice, nice. Well, I think that's pretty much all I had tonight. For What's you. your fucking dream gun? My dream gun, dream handgun. Motherfucker, dream handgun. I think you know. <laughs> My dream uh, handgun, honestly, would be a staccato. I think. Okay. Yeah, I like staccatos a lot. Or. Um, if I wanted something for like daily, daily use and especially to take to a USPSA comp, like for competition shooting and stuff, I'm a real big fan. I really want a SIG, a SIG Sauer X5 Legion mm-hmm. real bad. Mm, those are fucking those dope. Those are fucking dope, dude. Those mm-hmm. are so sick. So <clears> I take that to war. Yeah, I take that thing to war and I take that thing to competition. I think that thing is sick. So I think that's, honestly, that's probably the... The one gun I'm really trying to, one handgun I'm really trying to save up for is that Sig Sauer um, X5 Legion. Yes. A lot of long time Glock guys are switching to Sig right now. They're cool because they're, same same as the CZ, they're they're good and heavy, so the recoil is much more manageable. And when it comes to shooting faster and shooting in competition and stuff, it's just so much easier to stay on target when you have a little bit heavier of a gun. Like an all steel gun that's that's heavier, it just, it just sticks right there when you're shooting that fucker and you're just squeezing them off. It just come naturally just comes right back. You know, Glocks kind of bark up a little bit being Palmer framed a lot, um, a lot lighter, mm-hmm. a little bit though. They're a little bit snappier. Granted, we're talking nine millimeter here. They're not the, the recoil is very, very manageable in nine, nine millimeter, obviously, but having that heavier gun, like a Sig Sauer or a CZ, it's, a lot more pleasant to shoot, in my opinion. Yeah. And the trigger's fucking way nicer. That trigger on the CZ is pretty dope. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're really nice. But, all right, man. Well, I won't hold you hold you here too much longer. Um, I don't know if you want to shout anything out or whatever. I mean, <laughs> I got you don't do a whole lot out. of shit. You're a barber. Yeah. So, I don't know if you want to talk about that. If there's anyone in Osage listening that wants to <laughs> go get their hair cut. Jordan's your dude. Yeah, just look me up, uh, Jordan Johnson. I guess you can nice. Well, thanks. People find me, might not. I don't know. Yeah, but if, you know, if you know me, you know me. There's a shit ton <laughs> so. of Jordan Johnsons too. It's yeah. kind of like Jacob Johnson. Yep. There's, there's a lot of us. Tons. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, we'll have you on again. This probably won't be the last time. So cool. <laughs> Get used to his sultry voice. All right, guys. Yeah.